0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Straight to the Mat with your host, Ravishin Rick, and my other host, the Cerebral Analyst, the Alright, so Straight to the Mat, we're coming back at you. In the last episode, we discussed AEW and what's going on with AEW and some Royal Rumble predictions. So in today's episode, we're going to do a little follow-up here to uh, you know what we s- discussed last time with the AEW and the Double or Nothing rally that just happened in the new signees. We're also going to discuss what's going on with the WWE roster, and also we're going to kind of go into the state of the WWE as well. I think uh, all this stuff kind of just intertwines with each other, because they all go hand in hand right now. The wrestling industry, as you know it, is going through a revolution and a change, and with change comes a lot of uncertainty, and I think right now the wrestling industry is in for a big like superstar <laughs> like shake up so to speak like a big bang theory well i mean i guess the wwe would be what came out of the big bang and then all these all you know everything else around it right everything else just started from it you know AEW uh, specifically is is you know it's just a very interesting time right
1: now in wrestling you know what what are your thoughts pretty much from what i'm seeing as of late one thing happens and then something else happens because of what happened before, like a little domino effect. So, you know, with uh, the Double or Nothing rally and the AEW signings, and then now the WWE releases recently, it's like, like you said, it's, it's, it's all coming together like in one pot. Like, it makes sense in a while, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, okay, if for this to happen, this has to happen
0: yeah i i agree so i think right now what's happening is so a there's a lot of speculation right with particular you know talents from the wwe potentially shifting over to aew you know so i think right now you know there's there's a lot of well is this guy going is that guy going you know no this this person isn't happy that person isn't happy. You know, people aren't negotiating their contracts. Really, um, you know, there's just there's just a lot of question marks, right? And you know, none of that was a factor a year ago, right? No one a year ago around this time was questioning whether or not the Undertaker was gonna be with the WWE. You know, uh, something you've mentioned is Dean Ambrose, right? Um, you know, we, we discussed, you know, off-air, off uh, you know, we're discussing Dean Ambrose. And I know for you, Dean Ambrose is a big part of this.
1: Yeah, when I first saw the the news, what, like a couple weeks ago? Yeah. That he wasn't going to renew his contract with WWE. At first I was stunned. I'm like, whoa, like, wait a minute, like, what's going on here? Like, this is all, all, all of a sudden it's just happening. And then I come to think of it, like, wait a minute. AEW is happening. Maybe he's gonna go to AEW. That's why he's not gonna renew his contract. He's not fully happy at WWE. Another thing could be WWE playing with the fact that there's another organization yeah. out there and trying to get the fans, you know, to think twice. Like, okay, what's going on here? Like, pretty much put them like tune in something like that, you know. Because come on, they, you got to try to get ready somehow. So now with social media nowadays. Could definitely boost up your ratings, you know, with something that happens during the week on Twitter or on Facebook.
0: And not to cut you off, unfortunately, I don't think that's actually happening with the WWE. With their ratings going up, it looks like the ratings, yeah, yeah, they're they're, trying, they're trying. WWE ratings. Yeah, they're trying. Their WB ratings are kind of taking a dip, and you know, it, right now it it almost seems to me like they're like in panic mode, and they're trying different things to kind of steer the course steer the ship in the right direction and i don't think it's a i don't think it's a thing of it's um a case of too late type of situation you know what i mean i think there's plenty of time but the issue is like are you gonna lose big names while you kind of shift the direction and you know Let's 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 use that as a segue to discuss AEW, the Double or Nothing Rally, uh, you know the new signees, and the releases, the WWE releases. We'll we'll, we'll cover the releases r- right after that, but let's just focus on the big, uh, the big Kahuna, you know the uh, the buzz, the buzz, the big catch, and AEW, you know signing, Kenny Omega. Right? I mean...
1: Well, I saw that coming.
0: Yeah, I think everyone saw that coming a mile away. You know, look, the the cool thing about this is... This whole AEW thing... You know, I... The other day, I, like, kind of sat down a little. Just, you know, kind of just going through my own head and thoughts and whatnot. And the interesting thing about, like, wrestling is... When you know a talent's a free agent... It almost like, necessitates and kind of justifies a LeBron watch type of thing. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like, I I, I was thinking about the other day, like, look, these... All right, so whatever. Sports, entertainment, wrestling, as we know it, predetermined, whatever. But, you know, there's a fan base there. And within that fan base, there is hype. Because, you know, there are wrestling fans who probably don't watch sports, right? You know, there are sport fans who don't know a shit about wrestling, right? And then, you know, you have the fans... Who are like into everything, kind of like us, right? You know, we're into sports, you know, we're into wrestling, uh, you know, we're into lots of different things, right? So for me, it's a very interesting comparison, right? To take, you know, you take a big name like LeBron James, right? The end of the season, you know, LeBron opts out of a contract or LeBron just becomes a free agent and now it's LeBron watch, right? Everyone's thinking, where's LeBron going to go? Is he going to go to the Lakers? You know, is he going to go to Boston? You know, is he going to go play with the Celtics? Uh, Can he land in New York? Right and and like that's kind of like a big hype kind of going on with yeah, KD boys. KD Kyrie you know is, is it possible Anthony Davis you know like like there's this hype then there's this feeling where it's like you watch you know you, you pay attention to Sports Center every day you know you're you're, you're on checking your, your phone, phone checking stuff. right and I think right now this thing with Kenny Omega the Young Bucks Cody you know. Um, that kind of created that kind of like free agent hype. You know what I mean? And and it's been in the past too. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. just it's just it's just like now I kind of like analyze it that way. When I looked at you know I just looked at the situation I'm like no, this is a lot like a big free agent signing in like sports. You know er, you know there's a group of people who are interested in and invested in you coming over to our team. Well,
1: you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely.
0: You know and I and, and I think Kenny Omega had that buzz. You know Kenny Omega had that LeBron buzz. It was like the Kenny Watch. You know what I mean? Like, you know,
1: everyone was tuning in, right? Yeah, because he announced, like, what, a month before the contract was going to come up that he was not going to resign. Yes, Yeah. So I he, think even before, more than a month.
0: Yeah, like, he wasn't going to, he wasn't staying with New Japan. Or potentially he might, you know, he might sign with them, but, you know, he was going to explore his options. And, you know, of course... Us being huge WWE fans, you know, and me being a huge Kenny Omega fan, because I, I do enjoy his work, you know, I thought, well, you know, shit, if he is a free agent, the logical choice is the WWE. And of course, there was rumors and speculation by AEW, and it wasn't until the actual AEW thing where then, you know, we knew this was a sure thing. You know, Young Bucks, Cody were you the know were, were yeah, the elite were signed and they were serving in executive roles and whatnot. You know, but then, you know, still, you know, Kenny Omega had uh, you know, time on his, you know, contract to actually officially end so that he can then, you know, officially sign, explore his options and whatnot, you know. And you know, it came down to the wire just about, you know, as you saw in the press conference. And I was, yeah, again, I wasn't shocked, I wasn't surprised, but a little part of me was hoping that, you know, he would be... A WWE guy? Yeah, you know, because to me it's like, you know, I guess, you know, I I grew up, so maybe I'm programmed this way, where it's like, if you don't make it a WWE, you really didn't make it at all. But it's really not true. I think the landscape of the industry has changed, right? Because, I mean, look, there are guys who were WCW guys their whole life. And they made a career for themselves there. Uh Sting, Sting is a good example. I mean, sure. He ended up in uh he, he ended up in a WWE ring at some point, but still, it wasn't the same Sting. But he's and, known more for
1: those who Yeah, WWE but
0: work. he'll always be a WWE uh, a WCW guy. Um, so you know, I thought, you know, didn't catch him by surprise, I guess, as you said. But, you know, it did I was a little disappointed he didn't sign with the WWE. But what are your thoughts <clears throat> on uh you know, what are your thoughts on Kenny? <clears throat> well, I'm, like choking up on spit here. What are your thoughts on Kenny Omega signing with AEW?
1: Of course, like you said, as a WWE fan, me, <laughs> quote-unquote, being the WWE guy, I wanted Kenny Omega WWE. The only thing that I was afraid of, like, that's not even for Kenny Omega, for every other talent coming here. There could be a big name in New Japan or H, OH, but, um... I'm afraid when once they come here, they get lost in the shuffle. Like you know, people like I was surprised with AJ Styles when he came. They're like oh, yeah, like right, they're gonna mess up his character. Sure, sure, sure. And they sure. probably put him a Mick Carter. He he, I don't know. They had faith in him. Like all right, we're gonna make you a main event guy. Yeah,
0: I think you know not you know not to interrupt, but I mm. think AJ Styles definitely came at the right time. Right, because you know there was a superstar shakeup. Right, so there was potential for him to be the face that runs the place somewhere, right? And the fact of the matter is that his talents just translate to the WWE. I mean, you know, we weren't sure, but you know what? Like, he he put in the work, and another guy was Samoa Joe, right? Absolutely. Samoa Joe's been at the main event. You know, he's challenged for a WWE, you WWE know, title against uh, the Univer- – it was the universal, universal title, title with Brock. against Brock Lesnar. You know, so he's been to the mountaintop, and he's been in the main event. You know uh picture and he's had meaningful you know storylines storylines feuds aj styles has as well i mean look aj styles first year in the wwe like for someone to just sign with that roster and have the kind of year that they had i mean i don't know that any free agent has had that kind of success uh you know, you think the first year, yeah. I mean, look, you think about Goldberg and Goldberg had his—he had his one-year run there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was successful, but he wasn't featured on TV as much as AJ Styles, right? He wasn't—he wasn't there. I mean, look, he won the title, and then I think there was a pay-per-view or two where he wasn't even on it, and then he reemerged, like I think again for a pay-per-view, maybe like an Elimination Chamber, or, or maybe even a title match before that. But he was off the grid for a bit, you know, a month. Yeah, he or two. wasn't champion that long. He wasn't champion for that long, but he but he also wasn't featured for a while too. There was like a month or two period where he wasn't even on a pay per view, right? But AJ Styles was a constant, you know. AJ Styles was a constant. He was like on TV every week, new feud, new something, new match, until eventually he got his title shot and you know he won his you know he won his belt. Um, Finn Balor. Didn't have you know? I don't know that Finn Balor had that first year run, right? Well, Finn he Balor, NXT the or the main roster. Well, NXT he he a big well, name, yeah he was a big name NXT. So let's focus more on maybe the WWE rosters to say you know because he you know he did come up you know and it looked like he was ready to like skyrocket up and then unfortunately he had that shoulder injury in the match against uh, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam right. So that kind of you know ruined his momentum. But if I'm I'm gonna think about some older names and some newer names, I can't think of anyone else. Booker T maybe, but even then, not really. Uh Chris Jericho he made a huge impact, but then he got lost in a shuffle for a bit. Before he you know, he he, he you know he rocket launched his career, but AJ was a constant.
1: Yeah, from the beginning.
0: Yeah. And you know, and I think like maybe Kenny Omega could have had that kind of like rocket, like strapped to his back, Jack, and he
1: could have had that one, that one, the first year of being successful, and even AJ, and even after. I mean, he probably could have put on the belt the first year.
0: So, so with him signing to AEW, just just finish your thoughts there. Uh, you know, w- w- what what does this mean for AEW?
1: I believe. Besides Chris Jericho being a big name signing, Kenny Omega is like right now, the the guy of the wrestling industry. Yeah. So having him sign to AEW is big, and not to overshadow Chris Jericho, but Kenny Omega is still in his prime. Yeah, and, and he
0: does. I think I think Kenny Omega overshadows Jericho by a long shot because exactly. And what it's not because that. of age; it's just that. It's just, he's just a household name. Yeah, he's just in the prime now, and. He's a, he is, he is a, com- a known commodity. I don't know that he's like a super household name. I think within the hardcore wrestling base and community, Kenny Omega's huge. And I think Kenny Omega will be bigger now that AEW is a thing. And there'll be more, more eyes and exposure pending where they land with the TV contract.
1: Yeah, because they need that big name to attract... You know those networks viewers. and also attract the viewers. Yeah. So having Kenny Omega, like you said, known to the wrestling community, those hardcore fans, that's definitely a big plus. Same thing adding Chris Jericho. You know another takeaway from Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, they're they're you know magnificent talent, but it's just you still need that big name to attract the audience. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. Uh... So I think you know the
0: WWE not not getting Kenny Omega is a huge blow, but also you know I guess especially now you can see WWE's hitting the reset button, the panic you know panic mode button. The WWE right now is kind of struggling a little to find its own identity and who's their guy, right? Who's the number? Who's their number one guy? You know, what's the direction they want to go actually with? And I think, you know, I think Kenny Omega would have done, you know, would do great business there, much like AJ did. But there's also a possibility where maybe that doesn't translate, right, necessarily. But I think at AEW, you know, he does land there, and he is their number one guy. Oh, absolutely. He is their number one guy, and he's also serving as a role of uh, executive Vice President too, right? So you can see that there is some, you know, there's some real interest there. There's real value in him there. And, you know, I think Kenny Omega is a wrestling mind that is, you know, way above... You know, the standard wrestling mind. Like if you look at some of his matches, even when you watch uh, Being the Elite on YouTube, you know, you can see, you can see that this guy is, he's got, there's something there. You know what I mean? Where this guy can be a superstar anywhere he goes, you know? One of the things to his credit, I mean, he was in WWE developmental. Mm-hmm. He left on his own accord and he made himself a household name, uh, you know, or at least a name, the business on his own, right? Like, you know? Uh, so you know he's he's definitely going to be the number one attraction, but that's a huge loss to WWE. Yeah, I
1: thought Triple H was going to pull it off, but
0: yeah, me too. I I thought so too, but it's funny because like if you watch the videos on YouTube for being the elite, mm-hmm. the, <clears throat> I think Frankie Kazarian was playing the character of Triple H in those videos, mm-hmm. and you know, <clears throat> uh, they were always like they were doing these videos where you know it it, it was you know Frank Kazarian dressed up in a triple H like leather jacket you only saw from behind you know the, the the jeans and everything right The trademark Triple H look yeah and he was giving sending them little letters under the door knocking on their doors trying to sign these guys you know like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna put a rocket ship on your back we're gonna propel you to be number one and you know it was like you know they they would reject the offer uh, on the show right. And really, it's what ended up happening in real life. You know, they, you know, the WWE is doing something really funky with their talent sometimes, most of the time. And I think, you know, from the outside looking in, you can see that. And that just, like, kind of maybe puts, like, a bad taste in your mouth, you know. And you're not, you know, you're not going to want to go to a place where you're not sure. You know, one week you're the hottest thing on TV. And then the week after that, you're nowhere to be found. And then for the next several weeks, you're not on the card at all. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura comes to mind. Right? Yeah. Uh you know, so, you know, I don't I don't blame you know I don't blame a guy like Kenny Omega to decline an offer from the WWE and go do this new thing where, you know, he's gonna be a star. He's going to have some sort of creative control, if not a lot of creative control, to help create a product that could
1: revolutionize the business, you know? But remember, he's, you know, he's also helping Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks to make this a big thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, they're all playing a pivotal role, but, you know, it's, it, it definitely, it's it's interesting thing to, to, to see. Uh, it's definitely going to make wrestling as we know it i think really turn it up because i don't think the wwe is going to be the only company that's gonna you know be affected by this but i think impact wrestling roh i think everyone's going to strive to make the better product or put out a better product because if you don't you're going to get lost in the shuffle right so as much as this affects the wwe it's going to affect every wrestling organization out there, too. Even if they work in conjunction with one another, right? Minus the WWE, you know, it's it's eating into their fan base. It's eating into, you know, whatever programming maybe they were putting out or gonna put out or whatever. But, you know, I see a guy like Kenny Omega. He was, like, you know, look, he, he basically said he was wooed by the WWE. Right, they were nothing but professional. They were willing to give him everything he can need or want to come over, but he ultimately made that decision. Right, where AEW is gonna be his home. But now, what I say to you is, Kenny Omega did sign a contract. Right. Mm -hmm. Contracts do come up. Do you think that he could probably be a WWE later on? So, you're following him adrift. So, what I'm saying is, look, even LeBron James signed a long-term deal with the Miami Heat. Uh-huh. But LeBron opted out. So, who's to say? You know, Kenny Omega, I think, is probably like in his, you know, late, you know, mid-30s, late 30s maybe but I think it's more I like mid 30s I think
1: lower 30s but I could be wrong
0: yeah so lower 30s mid 30s right so there's time for him you know even if he's like 38 39 40 I mean AJ yeah, uh, I'm not really 100% sure he probably signed like a 4 year deal yeah and, just, yeah, like, and that's terrific. what I think that's what I was gonna say too yeah and 4 years goes by like that fast. but who's just and also who's to say that AEW thrives that's another thing right that's the other thing right no, they still don't have no TV deal but they'll get one.
1: Oh, you know, eventually they'll, they'll
0: get one. But, you know, that that's the other thing I was going to say. So, Kenny Omega signs AEW, but you can never rule out that he won't show up in WWE TV. Some, in some capacity, whether it's some sort of, like, cross-promotion thing or actually signing a contract with uh, the WWE, business has a way to sour people. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? So, I say never say never. Oh, no, absolutely.
1: You know? But, uh, like, funny that you say that That you know, he'd be in the league in some way or form. Just recently, they got like former TNA guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I, was, yeah. I was surprised. Well, I heard about it or read about it a couple of weeks ago. Well, Abyss, he, he that one he's, I knew, yeah, so yeah. I didn't
0: know about Davari, yeah, Davari, yeah. yeah, yeah know so, about they're, about all, they're all now there being you backstage, know, backstage roles. roles. So, I don't think. Kenny Omega signs to the WWE at some point as backstage role. But, you no, know, I, I don't rule out that maybe there is a possibility that one day he does potentially go over. But I guess well, it, it all depends on what business AEW
1: uh, makes, right? So, in order to see that, we gotta, you know, not hope, but to see where AEW stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: of course. Um, so, now the other thing is, so. One of the other big signings there is Chris Jericho, right? And the Young Bucks, too, right? Uh, Cody, right? But who do you think is the face of AEW? Are Is there a face? Are there
1: many faces? Like, wh- what do you see? No, there's, there's a face. And I think right now, going with the momentum, it has to be Kenny Omega. Okay. Kenny Omega is the face of AEW right now. But even a guy like... So I'm
0: gonna, I'm not ruling that out, right? I I think that that is... Again, that that's is my thing. opinion. No, yeah, no, no, that's fine. But what about a guy like Hangman Page? Where it looks like they're trying to like... It, it looks almost to me, it seems like with Hangman Page, they're trying to create... You know, like... You gotta have more than one face, I think. Right? When it comes to starting up a new company. Right? So I, I, I feel like... If we're gonna name some faces, they're definitely gonna have a few. But I think Hangman Page is gonna be showcased. You know, he's got the looks, you know, he's working on I you know to get his physique better, as he had mentioned at the rally, uh guess the match against Pac. And you know, so I won't rule out that it's there's not gonna be more than one face. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I think it's interchangeable. I think Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Cody. Jericho, Hangman—they're all the faces of uh, AEW.
1: So I don't know. If there, I don't know if there's going to be just one, you know. So, uh, well, again, it's hard to you know try to really establish that right now. But looking at these rallies and you know looking at, at tweets and Facebook and also um, Instagram, yeah, you're right. They're not relying technically on one person to be the face of the company, but. They have yeah, you're right. They have to, you know, rely on a team, especially on a new company starting up. Because if they focus, you know, everything on Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho feud, starting it up, and I'm not gonna say that few is not gonna be successful. It's mm-hmm. Just that, you need other things to make it a whole. Yeah, of course. Uh, I agree, and
0: once they once that all comes together, you know, once once they do that, once once they get everyone, you know that that I guess is AEW and they do build up that roster. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know. I one of one of the, one of the things I guess that we have to look into is the new signees, the roster, right? Because without a roster, you can't do anything, right? You can have all the talent you want in the world, right? All all the top names, right? You can have your Bucks, you can have your Cody's, you can have your Hangman Pages, you can have your Chris Jericho's, you can have your Kenny Omega's, right? But without a supporting cast, these guys can not have matches, right? Absolutely. That don't become stale, don't become boring. If they're constantly wrestling each other, that's not really going to uh, draw in the viewers, right? So, you know, they've gone out of their way to sign... Not necessarily just um, household names, mm-hmm. but they've also looked to you know try to sign young up and coming superstars, right? Um, you know, at the last rally, you know we got Chris Jericho. When you when you mention the name Chris Jericho, it kind of speaks for itself, right? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but once yeah, Chris Jericho's been in the business for years, so once you hear that name, like okay, he'll bring the experience that most of these other young up up and coming talents don't have. Yeah. And that will in my opinion will make AEW successful. It will make A.W. successful.
0: You know, on some of his other podcasts that he's had, you know, he's alluded to basically saying when he was in New Japan, you know, doing the matches he was doing for Wrestle Kingdom and whatnot, he kind of like helped tailor some of what was going on. Yeah. He was like, Well we shouldn't do this, you guys should do that you know we, you know we can't, uh, you know we,
1: everyone can't be doing the same thing because it loses meaning. It's not special, well, right? You know, he's always been doing this, even in E Dave. He was doing that. He but, would have some sort of input and in creative. But that
0: was also because he had the experience that he had. But when he f- had his first one in the WWE, it wasn't exactly like that, right? Oh, it was like kind of when he came back again after he left. What was like '05? He left or something like that for a little bit. Then he kind of came back, reinvented himself, right? Um, So, you know, Jericho, he offers that. Like, I think Jericho, much like an undertaker, finds a way to reinvent his character, make it relevant, and, you know, make it work within the industry. But not even for
1: himself, just for everyone else. Yeah. To prosper with, you know, what he has to input, not only in his character, but storyline-wise, and then whatever else is happening at the time in the company.
0: Okay. Um, So, we already know... Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, uh, Joey Janela, uh, you know the Bucks, uh, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, Pac was at the first rally. You know they were announced. Um, you know uh, if we were gonna look at some of the female talent that was already signed, uh, Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, Penelope. Ford as well, you know, they were there uh you know, they were mentioned in the, you know, original rally as people who signed. But at this last rally, he had some new signees, right? Yes. As you know, as we alluded before, you know, you can have a couple of guys there, you know, much like the uh the Miami Heat, right? When you had the big three go over, you know, you had LeBron, Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade, but you know, it couldn't just be them. You know, they had you know, they spent a lot of money on these guys, so then they had a Provide them with... Supporting cast. Exactly. So, you know, AEW, you know, it looks like their, you know, state, you know, their mission business statement is we don't want to just sign the big names, but we also want to sign more so than anything, the up and coming guys in the industry, right? The ones who are going to lead AEW into the future and propel them to the level they want to, wherever they want to be, right? Because they've they've even themselves said it. they're not trying to be the wwe they're trying to compete with the wwe they're trying to create their own thing right which is smart so let's break down some of the new like you know male uh, signees right we'll, we'll we'll start off there first so i think one of the big things um you know aew wants to do is they want to be inclusive they want to include everyone right you know today's day and age you know your conventional male and female gender roles aren't what they were years back, you know. Uh, There's been a huge uptick in, you know, the uh, LBG, you know, uh, community, right? Um, You know, so one of the things I think that they've gone out of their way to do is to not exclude anyone and include everybody. So if you're going to revolutionize the industry, the way to do it is by signing anyone and everyone who has something to offer. And Sony Kiss uh, is actually one of those talents, right? So right off the bat, they made it clear that, you know, this character was a big eccentric. Uh, uh, you know, this was a... You know a, and and I'm sorry, you know I don't mean to offend anyone here, but a, a, a homosexual, you know, character, right? Someone who associated, you know, themselves more with like the female okay. gender, right? So that right off the bat was kind of something that stood out to me a little. Any thoughts
1: on 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 him as a signing? You know, talent wise. Is a great asset I don't even think about you know the fact that his character is you know a homosexual character okay it's just talent wise you know he's a good talent and young too yeah and you don't know what he'll bring you know later on years to come
0: yeah and you know it's funny because I guess uh you know that's what I'm I've never seen I' never seen him wrestle and I've never heard of him you know I'm not too familiar with him but you know, actually, uh, I don't know, maybe just the way he was dressed at the uh, <laughs> at, the, at rally. the rally, it kind of reminded me a little of Goldust in a way.
1: I remember me of Orlando
0: Jordan. Yeah, well, is that whoa, whoa, are we playing the race <laughs> card
1: here, bro? <laughs> Not at all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because Goldust, uh, the think, is, is a yeah. Goldust character from the bet, was a character. Yeah, yeah, it was a character. Well, Orlando Jordan was also a character and also. Himself,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, especially in TNA when he went over there, he uh, kind of did that. But we saw it didn't really. I guess it didn't go over as much. But I kind of like the AEWs doing this because you know what?
1: Your it's, a different, sex,
0: time. it's different time. Your sexual orientation really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I think everyone everyone's life matters, and you know I, I love it. You know, if you have something to offer the industry and and that is you're entertaining, you have a tremendous talent. Why not showcase it, right? And and you know it it does provide for interesting like you know storylines, right? So you know so we got one. Uh, one of the other signings I want to like maybe emphasize on here is Pentagon Junior. And Rey Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers. I don't know how familiar you are with them, but I I am a bit familiar with them. Uh, you know, and shit. Yeah,
1: they're they're. i think like one or two matches on YouTube. Like their their matches are awesome, to be honest. Yeah, with. yeah. I think these are actually one of the guys
0: I wish I would have seen go to WWE. But again, the WWE's tag team scene is like, it's like mm, on and off, on and, and off. You get that big break, like yeah. yes, is going up, but then it and one of the, tumbles down. And one of the interesting thing about these guys signing to AEW is that the Jackson brothers, right, the Young Bucks. Uh, You know, Madden, Nick Basically they emphasize that Hey look, tag team Wrestling doesn't need to just be Another part of the card This could be the main event And it looks like they want to showcase Tag team talent Which again kind of coincides with some of the Rumored names in a WWE Potentially leaving Usos being one of them Right? The Revival The Revival Yes, actually, right? The Young Bucks and Revival have had a Twitter feud for the longest time. So, you know, signing these guys is monumental, right? Um, I don't think they have an exclusive contract with AEW. I do believe they still have obligations and stuff they're going to do over Mexico. Um, Pentagon Jr. is, I think, still signed to... uh, What's the other promotion that was on TV? Lucha Underground. Right, so I think he might have some TV obligations over there, but that's my first exposure to Pentagon Junior. Was at Lucha Underground. Underground. Yeah, so they've actually gone on to have some fucking amazing matches over at Impact Wrestling against the new uh, LAX. Right, so you know I think that's a huge signing for them, especially for their tag team, uh, you know, division.
1: So you think having them in AEW right now will attract other tag teams in the industry i think so because again right isn't
0: if you've done it all already you kind of want to try something new sometimes right so potentially this is a way to lure other tag team talents um they've also signed uh tremperetta and uh chucky d who are like uh i think they're tag teams like best friends or whatever so you know i've you know Tremperetta has been in New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, you know, WWE, and part of the Dude Busters. So that's, you know, th- another name that they've signed there. Um they signed also Jimmy Havoc, right? Who's kind of independent wrestler. Kind of has like this like weird gothy type of gimmick. So that's that's another one and then uh Jungle Boy this is another guy they they've signed. So I don't know if you're familiar with Jungle Boy at all. Yeah, somewhat so, the offspring of Luke Perry, the actor Luke Perry from uh, yeah, I was surprised we're not 90210, that out. so that's interesting. Uh, but actually, I think WWE was trying to covet this guy, too, and then eventually he did sign with uh, AEW. So, you know, we have him going. Um, Sammy Guevara. Guevara, who I believe is like AAA talent, right? And, you know, I haven't seen much of Sammy Guevara. Um, I don't know if you got to see the rally and see what he had to say, but... No, I saw what you got to say, but I'm not
1: familiar that much with... I'm
0: not uh, too familiar with him either. I mean, we're not going to lie here about this, but... uh, Young guy. And I'm kind of excited to see him move in the ring. You know, it looks like he had a lot of things to say. Uh, You know, when he was at the rally, I guess also a lot of people didn't know who the hell he was either. So, you know, I guess the verdict is kind of out on him... Um, But, you know, they've signed some talent. So if we're going to look at their roster for the male roster, right now they have Chris Jericho, Christopher Daniels, uh, as we mentioned, Chucky T, Cody, Frankie Kazarian, Hangman, Paige, uh, Jimmy Havoc, uh, Joey Janela, Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Nick Jackson, Pac, formerly known as Neville. I'm kind of excited for that. Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, Sammy Guevara, Scorpio Sky, Sony Kiss, and Trent Barretta. So right now, this is what the AEW roster is it's looking like, like right a. now. Yeah, starting, starting roster, males. pretty much. Starting roster, and you know we're going to see which names they do sign uh, as far as the male thing goes. But now let's take a look at the female wrestlers. Right? So on the female wrestler side, they signed uh, Aja Kong, who looks to be like a very big, Brutish type of woman, right? So I'm sure she's probably like some sort of Japanese heart style type, you know, wrestling. Uh, Brandy Rhodes, of course. Who, hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the dentist is in the house, uh, Mrs. Uh, Britt Baker, one of my favorites, and Nyla Rose, who's transgender. There's a lot of controversy, I think, with this signing, especially because uh, she's going to be part of a three-way match, right? And I guess, like, how do you feel about this? I mean, obviously, with Sony KISS, we've discussed that. How do you feel about, like, a male competing in the women's division? Unfair advantage, taboo, or like AEW said, we're all-inclusive, we're changing the game, we're revolutionizing, and this is is what we stand for.
1: Really? To be honest, you, I, I, it doesn't bother me. It just, it's a different time now. If this was maybe, ten years ago, yeah, you know, people would be like, wait a minute, like this, this can't happen. But look what they're doing now with Nia Jacks, you know, trying to be mixed in with, you know, intergender uh, feuds. It, it, at this day and age, you know, it's, it's something that's, the norm, so I think it's acceptable, and. I don't. I don't see what's you know what would be the big deal than she being part of the you know three way uh, dance for for AEW in this uh, double or nothing uh, matchup.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's a bold move. It's uh, the game is changing, not only not, not only in wrestling, but in society, right? Uh, you know, I think Bruce Jenner. Uh, being a good example of that, <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's just... The conventional norms aren't that anymore. You know, the game is changing.
1: But that's not everything, not even wrestling. No, it's not sports, wrestling it's in just, general.
0: Yeah, everything, you know? So I think the thing in wrestling is it's not unfair. There's no advantage to her. You know, to, to, to her. Uh, you know, wrestling is a creative art form. And it doesn't necessarily mean because you're a male or a woman, you have some unfair advantage. In wrestling, whatever's hot, whomever's hot, that's what matters, right? Look at China. China went up against some guys, right? She was INC champion, right? First woman in the Rumble. Yep. And Nia Jax, similar thing this year, the Rumble... Uh, looks like she's going to be competing in some intergender matches, so they're basically kind of saying, "Hey, Nia has just as much chance to win the Rumble to beat a Dean Ambrose <coughs> as much as the male, right?" So you know, I think the wrestling game is changing, and even the WWE is not acknowledging that, right? So you know, kudos to AEW for you know showcasing that, you know. Um, so. We have Kylie Ray, Penelope Ford, uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Right, I probably just butchered that name, right? Um, but th- this is rounding out the women's roster. So right now they they do have some. They have some names, you know. I, I know they're going to have this like uh, over the budget battle royal, and I believe they've also announced the names there too. And it looks like every day, or you know, every you know, whatever, they're trying to sign and bolster up this roster, right? You can't have a new organization without a roster.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Remember, but it's still starting up, so Double Nothing was in May. May. So they still got the time to, you know, have some, you know, sign some names, and also we have to take, you know, account that there's some the lead wrestlers being released as well. This is true. At the moment, and also... For months to come, there will probably be more releases. And also,
0: they're also working in tandem with other wrestling promotions as well. Right? So, it looks like they got AAA, you know. Uh, they have this I, uh, this Chinese organization, OWE, I believe, right, uh, that they're working with as well. They OEW. That could be wrong, though. OEW? I could be wrong. I mean, I could be wrong, too. Uh, but, you know, so, you know the fact of the matter is that they're also working with other promotions. You know what I mean? So that's a big thing. Uh,
1: you know, who's to say that they don't work with Impact? So they're probably, they're technically doing what WWE did back in the day when they worked with New Japan. New Japan right. and the, the you know, AAA and all the other indie Mexican promotions. And why not do that? Like, I think WWE should do that, but remember, WWE wants to just be their household yeah. name. Yeah. Well, WWE loosely does that with Evolve,
0: with NXT. It looks like they send NXT guys over to Evolve as well. So, WWE kind of does that, but not... And they also, before they were trying to do that with New Japan, remember they had uh, Jushin uh, Thunder Liger against uh, Tyler Breeze at TakeOver, right, in Brooklyn? True.
1: So Even though... I- that was just one night deal. Yeah, and I thought they
0: were supposed to be more than that, but never really really came. To no, I, I thought he really got signed to NXT. Like, oh, that's well. No, work. they they had definitely said the the new Japan thing, but you know the AEW rosters. You know, it looks like they don't need a. You know, they don't need everyone right now. You know, they need to have a solid card, and they do have some matches already announced for the uh, Double or Nothing pay per view at the MGM at, uh, you know in Las Vegas. So. To your point, right, even though they're collaborating with organizations, and I would like to see what kind of cross promotion they have with people. You know, they're going to work with Impact, ROH, uh, New Japan, NWA, you know, whom else, right? Maybe even the WWE at some point. No one knows. But as you mentioned, there are some names rumored to be leaving the WWE, and there are some names confirmed that have lost the WWE. So when we come back, we'll discuss those names and uh, we'll really break down our bread and butter. And that's the WWE because we know the WWE in and out. And fuck it, we're shills. That's our thing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's where our expertise lies. So stay tuned, stay in, and um, we'll be back. Hey, gentlemen, welcome back to Straight to the Mat after a short break, a little coffee break for us. Uh, you know, the last thing we were talking about was the AEW and what the WWE releases and rumored releases the ramifications right uh so let's get into it you, you go ahead Ness. I, I know you got a lot to say about these like recent
1: releases and these rumored releases okay so the recent releases like which happened what the Two days ago or yesterday, actually. It's like yesterday. Yesterday, actually. TJP, which I wasn't really that surprised. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised
0: because I really hadn't seen him on TV. I mean, look, when he first showed up to the scene, he did his thing. You know, uh, there's a story there to him actually getting to where he got to. You know, sleeping behind, you know, in the back of his car, or whatever. But. I just, to me It's not a loss.
1: Yeah, to me personally it's not, but it might be in the long term, but who knows. Okay, so that's one. The other one was uh, Ty Dillinger, which that one caught me by surprise and it really was disappointed because honestly, since like, NXT, I was a fan of uh, his gimmick, his but character. That's who you
0: hurt. I think a lot. I mean, because I, I know we were talking yesterday or whatever. And even today, and it seems like that one to you seems to be like a really big loss. And,
1: and can you explain why that is? He has the look. One thing, you know, not, not in that sexual way. But he has the look that he could be like a big name star. Okay. The character was good. Okay. Like the, the, That's the thing because NXT with the characters, what I'm afraid of. They could work at NXT, but then sometimes when you transgen to the main roster, it doesn't excel as it was. Tyler Breeze. Like, that a perfect example. Adam Rose. Adam Rose. Um, What, are those, what are, um, no releases besides uh, Ty Dillinger? There was a the third one, I believe. Hideo Tommy. But that's the thing Otherwise I was Otherwise known as Kenta. I thought he was released a while back, or that was just rumored that he was going to be released.
0: He requested his release... And I think the WWE was okay with that, uh, and I think the official release was
1: yes, yes yesterday. yesterday. See, that was I was a little confused. Like, wait, I thought he was a released already. Like, well, to me, but it was just probably a rumor release, or so that he wanted. Yeah, no, he had requested. I think he was actually
0: one of the ones who actually requested his release back then. Um, You know when all these like revivals? Well, I found though after the rumble, the day after the rumble. Yeah, well, they they they, it looked like that was it, but I guess like you can request your release, but when's it officially granted, right? I guess that's the other thing. So to me, this is a big. This is this to me is the bigger of the three losses. Kenta, right? Uh, Hideo Itami. Now the thing with Hideo Itami is this is a story of just. Unfortunate circumstances, you know, Kenta came over, you know, to the WWE from the over uh you know from, from Japan as a big deal, a big name. The originator of the GTS, the go to sleep, where CM Punk got his uh his uh finisher, right? Because before he had the Pepsi driver, which that. was like a pedigree, right? Uh I think off the top rope or whatever. Uh so Kenta was like an innovator. He had his own style, right? Now, he comes over to WWE as, you know, NXT talent, right? Big signing with uh, KO, Sami Zayn, uh, Finn Balor. I don't know if there was... Uh, they she, was part of that big class. Yeah, I think there was someone else, but maybe maybe that was it. And then Kenta. The other names I mentioned... Zayn. Yeah, right. Well, didn't I say Sammy? I thought I did. It. Okay, whatever. Sami Zayn. So, all these guys have gone on from NXT to the Raw roster to the SmackDown roster you know KO Finn Balor won the Universal title Uh, you know Sammy he's kind of been lost in the shuffle but I do believe he won the NXT title along with Balor KO Hideo Tommy though never quite lived up to the hype and it's not because he's not great at what he does but unfortunately he had injuries that set him back he had a shoulder surgery that set him back or injury that led to surgery you know he suffered a neck injury too and all of that just kind of kept him out of the ring
1: bad timing
0: yeah you know it's just it's just unfortunate circumstances and Goes to NXT again, comes back, does his thing, gets moved up to the cruiser rate, right? 205, 205 live. Life. And, you know, I imagine a guy like Hideo Itami pictured himself as just more than a cruiserweight, right? More than NXT talent. Like, you know, he's, he, there's main event caliber wrestler there. Right, and he just never quite got to showcase that, and it's not his fault. It's not the WWE's fault, but you know, if you're not going to do much with him, the best thing to do is let him go. And the WWE
1: granted him his release. Yeah, especially if he wants to, you know, out of this contract. Um, honestly, yeah, I knew he was a big name, a big deal when he first came along. Um, unfortunately, again, the injuries set him back. And then recently when he came back, the last injury, I was surprised he was, to me, he was a little bit out of shape. Yeah, he um, looked a little flabbier around the uh, midsection. So, and they had him a 205 Live, which to me, like, I'm not saying 205 Live is not great, but like, why? Like, why 205 Live? But
0: it looks like he fits. Look, if you look at his body type and everything, it looks like that's where he fits. You know? The WWE did make a conscious effort to promote some of the two or five live guys and put them into the you know Raw, SmackDown. Uh, you know these guys got the call up. Um, Mustafa Ali's been pushed on the SmackDown roster. Uh, you know up until his injury with the concussion and the eye thing. Uh, Leo Rush has been you know featured a lot alongside Bobby Hi, Lashley. And he's basically Bobby Lashley's Paul Heyman. And he does have the mic skills, you know, but he's also amazing in the ring. Um, You know, but Hideo, like, you know, I think he could have made it on the roster. But again, there is an overabundance of talent right now in the WWE. And not everyone gets to shine, right? Not everybody gets to get showcased. And unfortunately, people get lost in a shuffle. Kenta was one of those, right? Hideo Tommy was one of those. To me, I think he asked for his release because of AEW specifically. I mean, I mean, unless he goes
1: back home overseas, no, I don't see why. No, I don't see a Hideo Itami or, Tommy, or a Kenta, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> will definitely fit great in AEW. You can imagine the magic you would have with like a Kenny Omega, also Chris Jericho, or even a singles match with a. Nick or you know Matt Jackson, Cody, Pac, Neville, you know they had a thing, a little feud, yeah, before. Prior. So, yeah, now now the seeing the you know people being released, we're asking for the release. Like okay, AEW is going on right now. It's starting up. Nine out of ten probably. This person being released by WWE is going to go on to AEW, which I don't blame them. Yeah, of course. The new big thing. There's a lot of money there. Probably more money than ROH. And more exposure.
0: More money than Impact. Yeah, there's a lot of hype around it. And look, today, we live in an age of social media, and the internet is everything. So the internet is a tool for advertisement, and you know what? The Bucks and AEW will probably make their name off the net, because being the elite... That is a YouTube exclusive type thing, and that gets a lot of viewership, and I think that's a lot of buzz gets built around that. So I think that, you know, in today's age, you know, you don't need to be in the WWE to make it, you know? And I think, you know, these guys know that, and they know that there is a bigger scene out there today than there was a couple years back.
1: I see it this way. Nowadays, compared, like, to sports... Mm -hmm. Oh, well, this is sports entertainment, but I think now, for instance, like someone like a uh, uh, Kevin Durant when he left Oklahoma City, he went to a team that he could get a ring. Basically. Yeah, great. I think it's not now more than a wrestler trying to go somewhere where he'll make more money, is where he's gonna get more exposure and become a household name. Okay, it's not even the money thing. Yes, the money is is there. But I think the most important thing that they look at is like, where would I get the most exposure? Where would I get, like, you know, be input in the best storylines? And where would I be used in a way that I could prosper my career? And Adele Tommy would definitely do that in AEW alongside, you know, the supporting cast of, like you said, your Kenny Omega, your Cody's, you know, your Young Bucks, etc. Okay. Well, I agree. Um, for me, look, TJP,
0: uh, TJP, <laughs> yo, what the fuck just happened? Uh, so crisis is averted, but uh, look, well, fuck it, it's Saturday. We're drinking vodka straight on the rocks, and piece of ice just like literally almost shattered and killed uh, the cerebral Analyst, N-E-S. Uh, but, but anyways, yeah, uh, much like Kenta, this guy, man down, man down. Um, but, you know, like, to me, Ty, Dillinger, <laughs> TJP, talented guys, because they, they're they talented. You know what I mean? They, there's some talent there because, look, they wouldn't be where they were if they weren't talented. Right? Absolutely. Um but to me they're not as big a loss as I think Kenta. Kenta I think had the most potential of them all. Um the most, you know, blundered opportunity I think goes to Hideo. But uh, you know, let's wish them luck in their in their future endeavors. I mean look, we got to see Ty perform at uh Caroline's in the city uh during the SummerSlam uh weekend. Uh as part of uh, Dolph Ziggler's show there. He was hilarious. So, look, if the guy doesn't want to wrestle and do that, look, the guy's got a career in comedy. Believe me, we saw it live, and like the guy. No, he was great. Yeah, he was, true. he was great. You know, um, so, you know, to me, it speaks volumes about the guy, right? And plus, um, he's
1: dating the hottest chick right now. And uh, Peyton uh, Royce. What?
0: Are you kidding me, bro?
1: Yeah, I saw Shit. that on Instagram, like, wow. It was his birthday not too long ago, like a couple days ago his shit. birthday. Shit. That nigga's iconic bro. as fuck, bro. <laughs> I mean what
0: the fuck. Yo, she's hot. She is hot, She's hot, man. And we saw it. her live too. Fuck. Up and bro. close. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. yeah. Well, same event. Yep. Yeah, I didn't event. know that. Yeah, she's fucking hot. Damn. Well, no loss. I don't really give a shit at this point then. Uh this no motherfucker's winning on. On, winning on life. a serious
1: note, Ty Dillinger, again, I like this character. I like the gimmick. Perfect he's 10. talented. He's, he's, he, he's fucking talented. Well, there has to be talent there for him to push that gimmick in NXT the way he did. And I thought he'd probably become like, you know, US champ or, you know, IC champ. Um, He could have gone, you know, total to what AG Styles or even a Jeff Hardy nowadays. Well, of course. I mean, look, they got Mustafa Ali essentially doing that on SmackDown. That surprised me. And, that, and I'm glad they're doing that because... If they would have put Mustafa Ali on SmackDown and just be a like a low card or mid you know, like you you expect that, but sure. to put him on the main roster, I'm like wow, like and he he does have talent, and you know people were saying I know I read online like oh but he's a 205 guy he's a cruiserweight he has no business you know being there with a heavyweight like Daniel Bryan but, or whatever but Daniel Bryan's not even a heavyweight yeah he's not even a heavyweight and I mean what about AJ
0: Styles he's not really heavyweight. How about you know? How about some other you know? How about some other non-traditional heavyweights have gone to to have success? Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, D- Chris Jericho,
1: you know, D- too. But I'm talking about guys who've gone on to win the heavyweight title. See, see that that kind of annoyed me when I read that, and then I see like you know other people posting and stuff like that. Because not to say that I'm a ser- well, serious wrestler. I've I've just been watching wrestling on the long run. You yeah, have all these, you know, new fans that say, "Oh, like he—he he don't belong there. He's a cruiserweight. He don't belong in a main event storyline. You know, with a Daniel Bryan or Jeff Hardy, even a Samoa Joe. But the thing is, you had to—you have to change it up. Like now, you could have like a light heavyweight go against a heavyweight for the world title. Well, I mean, let's look at
0: let's look at let's look at guys like Seth Rollins. I mean, yo, the dude before he actually got to the WWE was not physically that imposing. Even when he was in FCW, he was not that muscular a guy. Even when he was with the Shield at the beginning, he wasn't that muscular, right? But look, the guy is a main eventer. So if you're talking about this guy and that guy doesn't deserve it, well, then you're also referring to a guy like Seth Rollins, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose gets injured, comes back. And he's like in the best shape he's ever been in, right? And since we're talking about releases, Dean Ambrose, right? I mean, come on. This is the next big name that potentially may be a free agent. I kind of think it's part of a storyline. I could be wrong. Not think it's a storyline too. But I also don't want to see him leave because I know there's a lot of potential there. You know what I mean? But if creatively he's not happy there, then the man should be free to do what he wants. But... If we're looking at guys who are also not your traditional heavyweights, and Dean Ambrose is another guy, too. The the wrestling game has changed. The body type has changed. You don't need to... Guys like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, even Rey Mysterio have changed the game. You don't need to be 6'5", brother. 300-something pounds, dude, to be the WWE champion, brother. You understand what I'm saying, dude? Like... You just need to be good. You just need to be you just need to be at the top of your game, deliver, perform, and have fans like want to see you. Kenny Omega is not a heavyweight. No, absolutely not. He was like a junior weight and then he went up to be a heavyweight. Finn Balor, same thing. So like you're these people who are saying the same shit are talking shit about a
1: heavyweight like Brock Lesnar. Right? I'm guessing they have that mindset that you have to be a certain look or a certain you know physique to be at the heavyweight, you know, storyline or and just be considered to be in that caliber. I just think that's some bullshit, bro. And that's why, that's
0: why, that's why that's why all this turmoil exists in wrestling. Because the fans want one thing, but then they're saying another fucking thing.
1: So they're undecided.
0: They're fucking undecisive. And when you give them what 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 they want, then they don't want it anymore. When they're force fed something, they want this other thing. And when that thing doesn't work out, they're like, oh boo, boo, boo. I mean, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And, and that's- you can never no, It's like I need a needy girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And look, I mean, unfortunately, that's the reality of wrestling. They're all there's just so many top spots. You know? And the WWE is oversaturated with too much talent, I think, personally. And we've had this discussion before. And I and I feel like that's why all these guys are asking for their releases. I mean they're not being showcased. Think about this, right? If we look at AEW's roster as it is right now, sure they got the Young Bucks, they got Kenny Omega, Jericho, Cody, the Lucha Bros, right? And Ray Phoenix, Pentagon Jr. Aside from that, they've signed a bunch of nobodies. Really. Bunch of nobodies. Now, let's look at the WWE. I'm going to only name a couple of guys out of all the guys I have, right? And tell me if this... If you were starting a wrestling promotion, I named these guys, right? Tell me you don't already have, like, what could be the greatest thing ever. As long as you have the, great, the creative and everything behind it, right? Number one, Jeff Hardy. Number two... EC3. Number three, Ricochet. Number four, Seth Rollins. Number five, Brock Lesnar. Number six, even though he's taking a back seat because he's the mayor, Knoxville County, Kane. Right? Agreed. Let's go, uh, let's go, women. Charlotte Flair. Ronda Rousey. Right? Um, Let's let's what what's Becky Lynch, you know, Asuka, right? Um, Rey Mysterio, The Undertaker, right? If you want to even go a little bit more old school, too. I mean, let's go Shawn Michaels, Triple H, right? Okay, let's take it back. Let's name some newer talent, right? Um, I don't know. How about a guy like a You know what I mean? Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Samoa Joe. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Like Randy Orton. Right there, you already got yourself like a little, little roster. You know what I mean? I mean, there's an overabundance, a, an overabundance of talent there. Bobby Lashley. Finn Balor. Like, how can you? All these guys I just named are like, and 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 women. These are top talent people. But you can't feature everyone at the top. Nia Jax. I mean, she's good, bro. I don't care if she hurts people, whatever. Alexa Bliss. I mean, Holly. Love her. But my example is. This is such an overabundance. We're living in such a like crazy time because prior to AEW, everyone's goal was WWE. No matter how good the indie scene is right now, no matter what ROH's got to offer, no matter what New Japan's got to offer, no matter what like Impact Wrestling's got to offer, you have NWA with some decent talent, but still no one's trying to strive for that. Everyone's striving for the WWE. Alistair Black. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. These are just names that I'm talking. Like, anyone that I just named can be your heavyweight champion. Anyone I just named can be your INC champion. You know? Your US champion. Shinsuke Nakamura. You know what I mean? Like, if you just took those people and just started your own wrestling promotion, what the hell?
1: You, you have... You have a successful promotion. A, uh,
0: you have, yeah. Again, with the right creative, the right like purpose and direction, but you can't have so many people on your roster and then believe
1: people won't get lost in a shuffle. You can't showcase everyone. It's not having that much people on your roster. I know what WWE's trying to do. They're trying to get every name possible so other promotions. You can't play, play with those toys. Exactly. But again, they hurt themselves because they cannot showcase they do everyone in a, you know, on a raw or a SmackDown. that's why they had to bring up a crew you know, the cruiserweight division with two oh five live and with NXT. But but aside from
0: that, it's also the reason why so many people ask them for their release.
1: Again, be- like Because soccer. not everyone has the same opportunity. Like I said the earlier, I don't has. even think it's a money thing now anymore. It's not. It's just exposure. Like where would I get the most exposure? Where am I gonna be used? But I think it's also got to be scene. money too. Because these guys wouldn't be signed to AEW where they're offering great money oh,
0: no, no, if they no, want no. exposure, T- right? they part you getting offered great money. You would love an ROH or Impact Wrestling in that, in that matter because they are already an established product. With, you know, the viewership may not be great, but they, they're their commodity. They've been there for a while. TNA has been existing somehow, some way for a very long time. Which surprises
1: me. Yep, me too. Um, It's hard to say to be honest. It's, just, it's like there's no yes or no or black or white in this because to us, since we grew up watching WE, for us, WE is like the thing, the, the place, the place to be, the only. But again, like going back to Kenny Omega signing with AEW, I think signing with AEW was the best choice for him because he was probably afraid of losing. His name in WWE, like, not getting that exposure
0: and getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, being lost in the shuffle. I agree. You know, and I think people do get lost in the shuffle and the machine that is the WWE. You know, and again, but that also has, I think, a lot to do with the fans as well. I mean, look. No, more creative. The... Well, creative too. But another example is, you know, on Raw, that, like... On Raw, that crowd wasn't really all that thrilled with all these amazing call-ups that they had Monday. You know what I mean? On SmackDown, it was different, right? But the fact of the matter is, look, with such an overabundance of wrestlers and talents, these guys are going to want to go somewhere else to shine if they're not getting the proper treatment. And look, like Dean Ambrose, for example... I can understand why that guy might be frustrated. I mean, looking at his character, he's just like really doofy and over the top. Like, if I had to like look at the the three members of The Shield, Dean Ambrose is the weaker link, not because he's not good, but because his character is kind of annoying. It's too doofy. Too over the top. And when he came back and he became a heel, he had this edge to him. No pun intended, to edge. But he had this edge to him that was like... It was intriguing. It went with him, you know. Like I, th- like for some reason, I related more to that persona of Dean Ambrose than his prior incarnations, where he was the the lunatic, right? You know. And then even then, they found a way to make his character doofy. You know what I mean? So if he's not, if he is not like fulfilled creatively, I don't blame the guy for asking for his release. If in fact. This is a real thing and not a work based on everyone's
1: asking for the release all of a sudden. But the reason why I think that Dean Ambrose' release is a work is a couple of factors. First of all, this was announced in January that he's not going to renew his contract with WWE. and this was announced by WWE, which I found out like they rarely announces that someone's not going to renew their contract. Especially someone of that caliber. Exactly. And to the public in like months prior. I It probably was done before. I can't remember right now, but... I don't I, think I, it's ever been done before. So that's what I think of the, the only, thing it'll work. Look, the
0: only, other, the only other time it was kind of done like that was with CM Punk. Where you did and didn't know, was it a work? But it, it's obviously a work because they were on TV. But... There was an uncertainty there was a there was a period of uncertainty there, right? Because, you know, even though wrestling's a work, sometimes, you know They gotta do something to throw
1: things do, you know, bleed over. Yes, like, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I compared it uh, to the C M Punk storyline. with the C M Punk it was he was his country was actually was coming up. But he was still to decided if he was gonna sign or not. Mm-hmm. So I think they you know, I used to, you know, you know, I used to deal and say, like, listen, we'll give you the title. And, you know, we're offering you this and that. And he probably signed at the last minute. Yeah. And I think it's going to be also the case with Dean Suppose Because say it was after WrestleMania. It's, you know, he's to renew. But even then, I mean, look. You definitely won't be at AEW for Double or Nothing. Because 90 days... No, he won't. You know? But in my opinion, because of that, I think it will work. Yeah. That we announced it too early... They're making it public on social media. and Because usually if they make it public, it will, it will be when they actually do release more. Yeah, come to terms. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feature you know. Endeavored and whatever. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the work. Okay. And they probably put him in a big storyline after WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I could see I, him going against Seth Rollins well, after WrestleMania because that's, in my opinion, Seth Rollins will win the universe. Well, here's decided. the
0: thing. Here's what I was thinking, right? Look, the, we do know there's a money in the bank pay-per-view. Um, I haven't checked far enough to see if there is, but if I'm going to do fan like, you know, uh, quarterback, you know, ar- you know, armchair quarterback in here, you know, I would say in the perfect scenario there's a ladder match, a Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania where they can showcase some different talent. You know, Dean wins and cashes in against that or something like that. Right? It'd be interesting, right? But um, you know that's a perfect scenario if you know whatever. But I think it's a storyline too. Um, but again, I do I can't I can't see if it's not why he would want out because he's not being fulfilled the way he wants storyline wise and with his character and where the direction. You Especially know? now, he's been like uh, now he's just like doing the job for everyone, right? Yeah. So we don't know, right? Because usually when you're on the way out, that's. Kind of what ends up happening to you, right? You do the job, you put people over, it, and who knows? Maybe he doesn't go to AAW. Maybe he just needs to step step back, relax, and then he comes back, right? But let's not focus too much on Dean. Um, let's 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 talk about some other potential releases.
1: Um, Remember the releases? rumor revival. But but that's why I think they gave him the belt. But what about the Usos too? Again, that's why they gave him the belt, right? So these are
0: two other names that have been rumored, and the fact, and look, it, I think those are two big losses, two big losses. The revival was—they did their thing in NXT, especially against uh, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, some classics. The Usos when they changed their gimmick to this Day One ish, changed the game, changed the game because I like this incarnation of the Usos. They yeah, like the whole Samoan thing. Mm, I mean, it was, like, at first it was okay, but then, you know, like, I don't know. They're just... It was just too, like... It was too 90s.
1: Yeah. It was too, too rukishi, Yeah. No pun intended.
0: Two head shrinkers,
1: except with, like, a younger, new, talent. a younger spin on it, right? But again, that's why, in my opinion, they gave them both the tag titles.
0: Make them happy, especially after, uh... W- which one got? Jimmy? Yes. God. Got arrested? <laughs> like... The you week know, after winning the belt. <laughs> no, not the week after. The week was before it? winning the belt. It was before? Yeah, and they still give them the belt. You're right, you're right. So, I mean, if you're going to do that, I mean, you've got to want them to stay, right? They, gotta, they have to see the, like... I mean, yo, the Usos... I think the Usos over the Revival are a bigger loss. I also think the is a loss, too. But I think, like, if these guys really want out, like, you've got to do something to keep them happy. You've got to keep them. That is definitely, like, a big blow, if they're gone because I like like I told you I always imagine the Usos and Roman Reigns becoming like a, a, a stable faction, right? Um, the revival are a great tag team. I think the WWE needs to evaluate themselves and they need to set that tag team division up because yo you could have some classic matches. Like yo you got Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows tremendous tag team the new day the bar you they they every 3 seconds they try to create a new tag team to you know get people they're not using on the main roster to have something to do right why don't you why don't you focus on your tag team especially on raw you have 3 hours why don't you showcase your tag team and your tag teams make it a stronger division like I mean the possibilities are endless there you know what I mean um so those are two rumor names and more than likely if they leave they're going to a place like AEW oh well, absolutely but that hurts because these are established superstars right and the Hoos has been there for day one <laughs> right day one-ish day one oh six maybe oh seven yeah um if, you know, let's say, a little bit later. let's say you take uh, Michael Bennett and Maria Canellis. Not a big loss, right? But Michael Bennett potentially. Has, He's a good wrestler, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Potentially, there's a lot of untapped talent there that you can have. Why burn bridges? Why just, like, I mean, look, in, in wrestling, someone always has to do the job, right? Someone yeah. needs to do the job. But why not balance it out? you know give the guy a couple of wins you know what i mean give him a couple of losses but why sign these guys just to sign them right and that's probably why these people want to leave because they know there's money in the indies they, they know like if they go to tna uh roh they don't need to exclusively just be exclusive to them and they can also do things on the side right uh what about the undertaker about this huge thing with the Undertaker, where potentially the Undertaker is taking bookings at signings because he's not happy with the WWE, right? Um, maybe he signs with AEW, right? Maybe it's like you don't have nothing for me anymore. Well, you know what? Okay, well, let me do this. It's not the first time the Undertaker has disappeared from the WWE scene, right? I mean, he did it when he was happy with creative. He comes back as the American Badass. So it's not the first time, but, like, dude, if this guy's not happy, it it begs to ask the question of why. He's been there for this long. Are there still things that he feels like he has to do to prove? Are there new competitors and challenges that he wants to pursue? Is the WWE not offering him what he wants? Is it, like does he want to come back full time does he want to wrestle more than once a year you know like what exactly is happening that you know potentially that's a rumor right it's rumor it's rumor and innuendo <laughs> right um and I don't know. is that a thing is the, w, is, is the Undertaker not happy with making a lot of money for showing up once a year at this point point? and should he be wrestling
1: more than once a year no he shouldn't be wrestling yeah I don't more think so either year. He's great, but I don't... Yeah, because the Undertaker... He's the Undertaker. Like, you know, you can't... I don't, I don't you, even think you could say anything bad. About you can't him. kill what's not... What's already dead. You know, and then... When everybody sees, you know, he or the Undertaker... You automatically think... WWE... And WrestleMania. And... Not having a, a, the Undertaker... In the WWE is like even at at this point of his career, like, it's just a major loss. It'll be like, okay, if Antigua's not happy and he leaves to go to another promotion, especially like an AEW, something is wrong in
0: WWE. I agree. I mean, look, it's it's almost the same way like how when Ric Flair went to TNA, it didn't make a huge impact. Get it? Um, You know, you knew the only home for
1: Ric Flair at that time is the WWE, and it was time for him to step away, right? But I got to take the fact that the reason why he went to TNA was because, you know, he, had, he needed money. That's, that's fine, but I mean, look, you
0: never know what someone's desire or motivations are. But even, though, even if Ric Flair needed the money, like, him going to TNA just, like, tarnished his legacy, right? In my opinion, yes. You In know. as well. Now, if The Undertaker is like, let's just say, for example, The Undertaker is getting paid, uh, I don't know, $2 million a year just to wrestle once, right? That's a lot of money, right? The Undertaker has done enough in his industry and in his business to warrant that amount. Now, is it a situation where he's like, man, I want to do more for this $2 mil a year? And WWE is like, mm, I don't know right we want to showcase under talent uh, is it a thing where he's like well you know maybe I can get paid five million for wrestling once a year and the, uh, and the WWE's like mm, no let's keep it at two right and is it a thing where AEW's like well if you want to wrestle once or twice a year we'll pay you ten million right let's just say right for example for yeah. example Uh, you know, who knows what that motivation is. Who even knows if it's true? Maybe it's just a negotiating tactic, right? But he's ultimately going to go to WWE, but he wants to let them know that, hey, look, you're not the only girl at the dance kind of thing, you know? If he leaves the WWE, I think he can't do the Undertaker gimmick, right? So that already loses his mystique. Can he necessarily do the American badass? To a degree, he can do that, um, but it would probably be under the name of Mark Calloway, right? Because it would be weird for him to show up anywhere and then anywhere else but the WWE, and then go by the name of the Grim Reaper or the Dead Man, right? Like not think he used Dead Man. Okay. May, yeah, maybe not even that, but you know, it'd be a weird thing to see him leave. But maybe he silent maybe he did silently retire, but. when did the WWE acknowledge it?
1: It's tough to say because when I read it, like I don't believe it. Like it's just a rumor. Like he, he, he cannot be in bad terms with WWE. He, like he's a constant, and he's been in business with them for this long. Like to be unhappy now at this point of your career. You know, I understand this was maybe. Yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe even, and even then, that's like... Yeah, maybe even stretch. 15, 20 years ago. I will understand that. Yeah. Like, if it was like, you know, probably like, between, you know, during the Attitude Era or, And even the Ruthless Aggression, he was still like, featured. Prominent. I would definitely be worried that like, oh, he might go somewhere else. But now, it's just... Because maybe he does want to have a bigger role in the, the like, you know, uh, do jobs for younger talents and, you know, make younger talent, you know, prosper in their career. Like, there's rumors that, you know, I think his WrestleMania appointment appoints him to be uh, Finn Balor. Which would be great. The Demon versus the Dead Man. I'd love to see that. Yeah. But
0: but then again, I mean, if they do that... He will have to take the L. Balor or the Undertaker? The Undertaker. But then also, like, now that's one less title being defended on the big big card. So I feel like it takes away, you know? What do you mean? Sorry. So The Undertaker shouldn't be going up against the Intercontinental title, but I do feel that the Intercontinental title should be defended at Mania. Understandable. You know? I think that's a, that, that
1: title should be more relevant. Don't get me wrong. It's just that that it is. I, I, I kind of slipped my mind that Finn Balor is vice champ right now. Well, it's because I mean I don't
0: blame you. It's also because they haven't they, they haven't been it featuring it as much, right? So I don't blame you. But you know I also think like all right, let's take a if 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 because that was a big if because there's been nothing no build up. Who would you viably place as an opponent for the Undertaker at Mania besides Finn Balor? Besides Finn Balor.
1: I see Drew McIntyre. Up and coming. Have have like a little meme streak going on right now. Okay. Um, besides that, they
0: already did the John Cena thing. Yeah. And that was kind of a waste. Do Shinsuke? I don't see it. <coughs> I can see Jeff Hardy. Braun Strowman. Elias, maybe returning Bray Wyatt, maybe they can finally have that match, right? That they should have had years ago, but really wasn't much because Bray was injured, not his fault. Uh, you know, so who knows? Who knows what's really going on there? But l- let's talk about another. All right, look, we've covered guys and people and guys and gals that we for sure know want to want their release, right? Let's talk about some people who could be future endeavored or who could be wanting their release. Jeff Hardy is one that I've heard for sure, right? His contract's coming up. Dolph Ziggler? Dolph. AJ Styles. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Zack Ryder. Uh, Zack Ryder. Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins. Uh, (laughs) Whom else? What about Bray Wyatt? What are they doing with Bray Wyatt? you right. Um, Also. I think Shelton Benjamin Shelton Benjamin too like again and here's here's people that we just mentioned that you can start an organization with anywhere and it could be successful right mm-hmm. I mean look even Impact Wrestling TNA tried you know well didn't try but they've signed Jeff Hardy twice because he's a known commodity it's Matt Hardy Matt Hardy's another one who's saying he's recuperating he's, re- he's rehabilitating and he wants to wrestle again and Matt Hardy's another guy who looks like he might not be signing and could be on the way out, right? So again, I think this all goes to the whole there's an overabundance of talent and there's only so many places you can feature this talent, especially when you have young up and coming people on your roster being featured can be featured, right? Anyone and anybody whose contract is coming up, even Randy Orton, even Brock Lesnar, these are other people rumored to want releases. And everyone I just mentioned has the potential of being a heavyweight champion or being the man or being the face that runs the place. Who do you think, who do you see, and why do you see these a particular person wanted a release or many individuals wanted a release?
1: Dolph Ziggler? Come on, he might have been shitting on for years. Like, that guy should have, yeah, he won the world title for a little bit. That's pretty much it and they really didn't do anything with it. I think him, he's a great talent. I don't understand why they don't showcase him even more in the main event on picture. Great talent, great on a mic, in my opinion, a great heel. I could go against like an AG Styles, um, maybe a Samoa Joe, Mustafa um, Ali. Heel Ziggler. Hashtag. And for me personally, I like the Dolph Ziggler gimmicks at the beginning. And even after WrestleMania, when he. 29 when he won the the world title from uh, Bartlett Rio. cashing his money in the bank. After like, oh, is it going to, you know, make him a big name and be in a main event storyline? But, yeah, it was like when they for the first couple months and then just died out. Uh, I I really don't get why they, either they don't trust him completely to carry the ball or they just feel that creative-wise, you know, it's not a good you know, fit for him to be in the main event picture. I never, and I will never understand why they do that to Dolph.
0: Yeah, I agree. Dolph, waste of talent. Um, Bo Dallas, waste of talent. Curtis Axel? Curtis Axel, waste of talent. Jinder Mahal, waste of talent. The Singh Brothers, waste of talent. I mean... Bobby Lashley not being used correctly. I mean, yo, I'm telling you, we can go over and over the names, the reasons, the why. And, you know, honestly, I think this is a perfect way to segue into the status of the WWE today. I mean, we've spoken releases. We know AEW is going to be a thing. They might be juggernauts that are just going to, like, elevate everything aspect of wrestling as you know it and look aew may be here to stay a b aew may not be here to stay we don't know yet but the wwe is what i grew up on i i did like wcw i did like ecw but i wasn't a wcw or ecw fan later came impact i wasn't a huge impact fan but i did tune in roh great but I really I can't connect with ROH that much because it's not really readily available to me. New Japan Pro Wrestling I enjoy because I watch for the Kaijin. Right. I watch for the American talent I think more than than, than their 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 own talent. Although they do have some talent of their own, like Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: No, as of late I've been watching New Japan as well. And Okada. Tanahashi. They got talent over there, that's great. Um
0: and like you said, as of late, they're stepping up their game because they also need to step up their game because AEW is eating into their roster roster too, right? So that goes with the WWE. I have not been happy with the WWE product for like I don't know, last 10 years maybe, really. It's like an on and off relationship. It's, yeah. I mean, the WWE's that girl you date on and off, and eventually you decide that you've gone through so much that you gotta lock it and wife it up. Right? Agree. The WWE has never been my mistress. Right? But every other organization in the game. Has been my mistress, right? The WWE, she's my number one, right? The same here. But when, when, when she starts to act up, (laughs) (laughs) when she isn't giving me what I want, when it's always a constant battle and an argument with her, you know, I start to flirt with other things: TNA, Impact Wrestling. ROH, New Japan, Japan. and now AEW. AEW's a new girl on the block, right? She's got a set of tits and a huge ass, and I want to get all up in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's new, it's fresh, it's exciting, but the WWE right now just isn't doing it for me right now, bro. And agreed. It's and, a shame.
1: Agreed, and, and I realized myself personally when I I was not too content with the when like I said, it's been going maybe for like ten years or so. When I wasn't like eager or in a rush to go watch like a Raw or a SmackDown show, like I would like rush home like oh I gotta watch Raw, I'm starting to eat or you know, something with SmackDown. Like now it's just. And not, not only because you go watch it on demand, it's just like, now it's just like... And also, you can catch up on it with, on YouTube in 10 minutes or less. Even Facebook. I already know what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm you know, Mondays, I'm going home in the car. You know, I'm like, I'll admit, every stop sign, I'll just check my Facebook or whatever. Sure, me too. Or a red light. And I see what's going on on Raw. I'm like, all right, I'm not really missing much, okay. And the thing is, Raw also, it's three hours. I'm like, really... It's just dragging three hours. But but I don't mean to interrupt you, but look, Raw could be
0: three hours, but Raw could also be three hours of solid fucking content. You got the talent. You got the talent. Like, yo, look, not everyone needs to be in the title, in a title picture, but why aren't you giving us feuds and matches we want to see? Right? Why hasn't Bobby Lashley gone up against Brock Lesnar yet? I thought when they brought him back, I thought it would a picture. That's what I thought, right? And instead, look, like the Roman Reigns project has failed at every, like, any way imaginable. He is not John Cena. Do you know what I'm saying? John Cena works because, let's just face it, John Cena is John Cena, John Cena but John Cena is good. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, you can compare John Cena to Hulk Hogan in a way. Because when Hulk Hogan went to WCW, Hulk Hogan, you know, the... The red and yellow, the yellow and red, only went on for so long before people turned on that. And they soured. And then they were like, you know what? We're not turning Sting heel to join the NWO. We're turning Hogan. And Hulk Hogan had this, like, renaissance of a career. I thought... Hulk Hogan was a better heel than he was ever a face.
1: Agreed. Me, Agreed. You know, um, that's my personal opinion. But isn't that, for example? Don't, don't want me to cut you off. They're doing that with Daniel Bryan right now. Because Daniel Bryan's like a, always been a face, but he's been a heel too. Even bef- small stints here and there. Yeah, but, but he's been heel too, and he's been good at that too. But it's just like CM Punk. But I think when he first was heel, like it wasn't. I didn't take it as serious as as it now. Like, Maybe it weren't just, as invested. Probably that is. It, it, it was more comedic, in my opinion. Now it's just well with the no movement. Yeah, yeah. Now the thing is more like a serious no. Like you know, not because he's a world champion. It's just that his character just evolves in a way that like, you know you take him seriously. Like as a heel, like yo, like he's a fucking badass. Like he don't give a fuck. And that's what happened with Hogan. Like, Hogan, he had to reinvent himself. Like, because you have all, you know, these years, the 80s and mid-90s with the same gimmick. And then you go to WCW, like, you expect to have the same reaction, especially with a new product. Like, you know, the Monday Nitro show and then Thunder coming up. Yeah, you had to reinvent yourself. And, you know, elaborating with this it goes a little bit more with the Dean Ambrose thing that he has a character he has a good character but I don't think that he's fully invested in that character To so like you know we're gonna make you in the like a big star in a main event even though he has the talent don't get me wrong he's great I mean he in the ring and he's great in the mic yeah he's
0: he's he's a phenomenal talent he's a he's gonna be a waste of talent if you know if they get rid of him You know, um, I think, again, to me it goes, again, there's an overabundance of talent. You know, and I've discussed this with guys at my job, right, who also follow wrestling. You know, uh, people on the outside who follow wrestling as well. Yourself. um, And I think the WWE just has too much talent To actually know what to do with,
1: you know. Let's, let's put it this way: It's like you know me for years. It's like a personal sure. thing. It's like me when with video games, a new video game comes along, I have to get it because it's a new big thing. But I have all these bunch of video games now, like I don't know what to do with them. And you know, I, I know <laughs> you made fun. No, it's like, true because you know, like, I have the same situation. Like yo, know, like okay, you have the you know, Call of Duty, you have Assassin's Creed, but you you don't know what to do with them. Because you overflow yourself with all these games, but you don't have the time for it to showcase each one. You get what I'm saying? Like you know, it's just like that with WWE. It's like that wasn't the anonymous GM, by the way. <laughs> Tell him to shut the fuck up. Um, and sometimes it pisses me off because again, going back to Dolph Ziggler, when was the last time you saw Dolph Ziggler on TV?
0: But he also, I think, is like on a hiatus or something like that, too, right now. So I don't know what's up with his contract, if it's officially up. Because he also has, a, he also has like a comedy career. I don't know if it's
1: prospering or whatever. I thought, understandable. I thought Ty Dillinger was way funnier than Dolph. No, no, <laughs> but understandable. Whatever. But the thing is, like, I think boy, the last time we saw Dolph was before the, the Rumble? Rumble. He was at the Rumble? Was he at the Rumble? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't at the Rumble. So before. Yeah, what was maybe the pay per view before that? The, was it in the TLC in December? So then maybe that was something around that remember, time. I remember that's around the time when they broke off Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. and was after Survivor Series, I remember. Okay. So since, since December, we haven't really seen Dolph Ziggler on TV. Okay, again, he could be doing his comedy thing. Though he's giving him that leeway, you know, do your thing. And then take the hiatus. But I hope taking the hiatus, he'll come back and put him in a bigger... Role, storyline-wise, you know, I could dream, but, you know, it's, it's just dreams. It's like, you know, it's just me going out with Charlie Caruso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, I think the WWE right now is in for a rude awakening, no pun intended, right? Ravish and Rick. Um, I think the WWE needs to step up their game. And like I said, look, not everyone needs to be in the title picture, but you got to give people like meaningful things to do. It's like if you go to work, right? Like, you want meaning to your job. You don't want to go to work to just do work. Like, you want to go to work to get more responsibility, to feel a bit more important, to feel a bit more involved, To be right? a valuable asset. To be, exactly. So I think, you know, one of the things about the Attitude Era that I liked Everybody was utilized. Everybody was utilized. But again, remember, the the thing too was the roster was smaller to a degree. Okay. Right? You didn't have NXT. You didn't have two brands. No, you right? didn't have Raw. You had Raw. You had SmackDown. But they weren't... The rosters weren't divvied up yet, right? But at first, you just had Raw. Yeah, remember and then that? SmackDown and came, came but that's in fine. 99. But that's fine. But my point is that... Everyone was showcased and everyone had a job. Everyone delivered and everyone had something to do because the roster was what it was, right? Let's take a look at WCW. What was WCW's downfall? They had too many people. They were signing everyone, everybody. And then people got lost in a shuffle because the veterans wanted to be promoted. The new guys wanted to be, you know, they felt like, hey, we belong. We should be featured. You know, the... You know, when Vince Russo came along, it was like, hey, now it's the new blood. Let's show the new blood. Guys like Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Macho Man, right? Hey, we still have things to do, and that's why they left the WWE, right? Because it was the new generation. Although Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were part of the new generation, you know, they left. A some of them left for more money. You know, some of them left because they they were like, Will, I still got a lot to offer. And some of them were like, Well, let me tell you something, brother. Hokamania is still alive, dude. Whether it's the white, the black and white, the white and the black, dude, NWO for life, or brother, because it's Say Your Vitamins, Say Your Prayers, dude. You know, they felt like they still needed to be featured because they thought they were like, the thing they thought they were bigger than wrestling, they thought they were wrestling, right? And to a degree, they were. Well, I mean, come on, yes, to a degree. But at some point, like Hulk Hogan started becoming like at some point, Hulk Hogan's a novelty act, right? Um, you know, and they had all this young talent, right, who then left to the WWE. Because they're like, yo, we're being buried and overshadowed by all these, like, veterans, right? And, you know, that made the WWE product better, right? They were younger. They were hungrier, right? Like Chris Jericho. Like Chris Jericho. Like a Dean Like a Chris Benoit. Like a Perry Saturn, right? Like The Rock. Like Steve Austin. Like Triple H, right? I mean, Hmm. it's... some point, right, the WWE's become what they were fighting against. And that was WCW, right?
1: Now you put it that way, yeah.
0: You know? And I think now WWE to a degree is the WCW of this generation. Where a it's w like with the w. Yeah. Where like there's promise, there's potential, there's talent. There's stories, but there's just too much, you know? And again, look, like I was thinking about this earlier too. The Shield, right? Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, right? Roman Reigns. How long have they been in the industry now? Right? we're in 2019, they were
1: showcased, what, 2012? Mm, well, 2012 is the main roster. Okay, so now... And, but they were NXT for a year. Let me, let, me,
0: let, me, let me paint this picture. We're in 2019. We're about three years shy of a decade from 2012. Right? 10 years. These guys are probably, by the time they got to the WWE, they're either closer to their 30s, some of them probably maybe, right? Closer to their 30s at that point,
1: let's just say, right? Well, I know Dean Ambrose was around low
0: 30s. Yeah. um, But. you've been trying to build a guy like Dean, like like I'm sorry not Dean Ambrose but like a guy like Roman Reigns for a really long time and he really hasn't gotten over, over like that and you still haven't gone heel with him right i mean the status for me of WWE right now is like abysmal like they brought up these NXT guys to shake things up maybe because NXT right now is the superior product <laughs> yeah like, if you haven't taken the time out to watch a takeover or NXT, like, yo, you're missing out on Velveteen Dream. You're missing out on Ricochet. Fucking Adam Cole. Right? Uh, Roderick Strong. Right? Um, Shayna Baszler. Right? Who else? Um, Matt Riddle. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Tommaso Ciampa. Ricochet. I should have said the Undisputed error because all of them, right? All of them. Um, I mean, all of these people are delivering at these TakeOvers. When I watch TakeOver, War Machine. I'm like, when I watch TakeOver, I'm like, holy shit. Two hours of solid pay-per-view, right? And the other thing is that NXT has a lot more talent coming up, which is also possibly why they called up Ricochet, Aleister Black, You know, all these guys, right? But now let me ask you a question: What's happening with EC3? Heavy machinery. What's going on with Lacey Evans? Like Nikki Cross. These were like, oh, they're coming up, they're coming up, and yet. Well, they're up, but. But what's going on? Every week it's a promo. Every week it's like they just walk in. Different shows. You know, like what's going on with the WWE right now, Matt?
1: Again, EC3. who's like a fucking big name and. TNA. TNA,
0: but he is a huge name. And like he made his he, he did the same thing that Matt Hardy did at TNA reinvent or Impact, themselves. reinvent themselves. Awoke. Broken Matt was like the biggest thing in wrestling. Everybody wanted to see Broken Matt versus Bray Wyatt, right? And when they delivered that, they really didn't deliver. You know. So what the hell is the WWE doing? What's going on? Is it WWE? Like, just waiting until a big company like Disney comes and buys them out. Is the WWE, like, we're, were they running a monopoly for so long that they're like, we're the biggest like they don't thing care. in the game? We can do whatever we want, however we want it, and mm-hmm. no one's going to challenge us. Because at this point, no one has. And their biggest competition is New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they're overseas. And then New Japan Pro Wrestling said, hey, you know what? Why don't we start doing some shows in the U.S. of A? Right? And look, they sold out with, along with ROH, Madison Square Garden, April 6th.
1: Happy birthday, the night, mom. The night before us, man. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Which will go head ahead with the Hall of Fame. And they should, and they're going to blow them out. Right? I think that's why they moved the NXT till Friday. Smart. Because I think they were going to lose to yeah. NXT TakeOver. Of course. And now my
0: big question is, the status of the WWE, their roster is full of players, dude. And yet, here we are discussing the status of the WWE. Are they going to survive? Probably. They will survive, it's just, would you be happy with their survival? But, here we go again. Is there going to be another Monday Night War? Is there going to be, you know, are they, are they going to feel obligated now to deliver a product that delivers every week? Because, look, they said now it's what the people want, right? Kind of like people powers back to a degree, right? But
1: do they deliver on this promise? Because they haven't yet. Not hundred percent. At first, maybe it'll sound great on paper, and then when they come up and they're starting to talk about it, but again, it goes back to pushing a Dolph Ziggler, pushing a Bobby Lashley to the main event. Come on, like, they've been hearing about Dolph Ziggler for years, and why you haven't done anything with him? Make but, him happy. But is it just Dolph? What about Elias? What about,
0: you know, what about Finn? Yo, what about Kevin Owens? Zami Zayn? Dean Ambrose? What about EC3? What about Ricochet? What about Adam Cole, baby? What about Velveteen Dream? You know, what about John Cena? What about Daniel Bryan? What about AJ Styles? What about Jeff Hardy? What about Randy Orton? What about Mustafa Ali? Yo, Yo, dude what are they going to do with all this talent? That's why people want to walk out. You know out. what I
1: think is the problem here? I think and it clicked. I think they're afraid what they try to do with Roman Reigns and they, if they try to do that with any other superstar, that it's going to fail. But it, it just clicked on me that just a second ago. Like, I think with them trying to shove Roman Reigns to the universe and to wrestling fans, they want to do that with somebody else, but they probably get the same repercussion as the Roman Reigns. But not really. If you're good, if you're really listening to the fans,
0: right? If you're really listening to the fans, then look, okay, Seth Rollins is a safe bet to put the belt around, right? Okay. But turn Roman Reigns heel. And I bet you people are gonna get behind him. Same way they got behind the rock. Yeah. And then they can go back and forth. But yo, take him out of that swath gimmick, dude. Maybe that's just not his jam. Maybe he's not a. Uh, maybe he's not this like Walking action figure, you know what I mean, <laughs> right? Because like, when you see his gear, it's like it just sell merchandise, it's, just like John Cena. It speaks Shield all over again. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like he never, it's like he never leaves that gimmick, right? The, the you know, Soldier of Fortune, right? Yo, put a fucking world title around Shinsuke Nakamura, bro. Like, how much talent does this guy have, Shinsuke? And how like. How is it that you just like, all right, yo, he turns into a heel, and now he's a, he's like the best incarnation of Shinsuke Nakamura the WWE has had, aside from NXT, right? Why, like, why isn't like freaking Dean Ambrose being showcased? I, I, we've been saying him. But, yo, what are you going to do with Drew McIntyre, right? Why isn't Bobby Lashley getting a fair shake? You know what I mean? The WWE has this whole network. Okay, you don't want to feature tag teams on, uh, you know, the WWE, you know, TV. Yo, then have a WWE tag team show at Full Sail University and the NXT place. Like, do your own tag team show. Do do something to make everyone feel important. Kofi Kingston. Maybe he wins a WWE title at Fastlane. Maybe he doesn't. Right. I mean, I think that was a desperate measure. I think that they did that like... Well, they, they, they did that to fill in the Mustafa Ali thing. But I don't want to see Mustafa Ali as a WWE champion or in that picture at WrestleMania. I really no, don't. No, no, no. I have no interest in that. No. I don't think anyone does. But Kofi Kingston would be... Kofi be great. Give us something different. Give us something new. Spice it up. You know, if you're... Like, you don't need to have a... Like that new pussy, right? I mean, look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that new pussy not. But the thing is, like, yo, change it up. Because the status of WWE right now is abysmal. And here's the thing. Here's a rumor. Right? Bruce Prichard back in creative. Now, if they did that and they fired him so long ago because of issues with the creative, does this change the game? Is the WWE really focused and concerned on bettering their product, or, or is the WWE concerned about the product? Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, is WWE consciously doing this because they're like, you know what? We got the talent. We are number one. Let's continue being number one. Let's give the fans really what they want. Let's Let's take this to another level, right? We don't need Kenny Omega. We don't need the Young Bucks. We don't need Cody. They need us. Let's do what we do best, and that's deliver the best TV production, the best wrestling product, right? Probably the most known product. Let's do that. We have the best talent right now that we can have. They probably have the best roster in the wrestling industry. Agreed? The best talent, whether it's at NXT, whether it's at SmackDown, whether it's at Raw. Whether it's a 205 Live, they probably have the best time,
1: really, so, overall. for So you say bringing Bruce Pritchard, either, one, they're desperate, or two, they realize that what they're doing wrong and they need the experience back in creative. Yeah. Because maybe that's it.
0: Maybe maybe they're giving all these jobs to Hollywood writers and they're not giving these like creative roles to the people who are in the industry and the people who know the industry. You know? Like... I don't you see you're losing me as a viewer because I don't really wanna see T V PG. I'm an adult. I wanna see TV fourteen. And like I always tell you, who brings the kids to these events? It's the adults. I'm buying the tickets. If I had kids, I'm Mm -hmm. buying the tickets. Not my kids aren't buying tickets. My fucking kids won't have no fucking money. Right? It's the adult. So it's like you can I think you can have a a mix, a fine mix of adult content or, or a more mature audience with a mixture of stuff you can do for kids. Well, they're playing that right now. They're playing with that a little bit right But now. But it's like, where are they going? Are they going to go full TV 14 again? Or are they going to go TV PG with mature content? You know what I mean? Like, that I can't, I, I don't, I don't. I don't know where they're trying to go or which direction are they going left? Are they
1: going right? Let's put it. Are way. they trying to really steer the ship by doing this,
0: or are they desperate?
1: With the rumor of bringing back Bruce Pitchers to creative, again they're realizing that they're doing something wrong, and then now with AEW on top of them, breathing on their necks, not literally because AEW said it to themselves that they're not trying to compete, but it, in all reality. It it is a competition. They say, "Listen, before things go, you know, sour, like we got to fix what's wrong now, before it gets even worse." And bringing Bruce Pritchard, it'll be a great asset. I mean, Bruce Bruce Pritchard was there during you know the the new generation, the attitude, and you need that experience because again, like you said, Hollywood writers. Yes, they could be good writers, but not. They don't know the industry. They don't know wrestling. Exactly,
0: and I think that's the thing. I think WWE's kind of. I don't know. Look, this is speculating as a fan, right? You know what the most annoying thing I find is the dirt sheets, the what cultures, the uh, the wrestling shows with these Brit- with all these British people who want to talk about wrestling and they want to make everything seem like over the top. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. (laughs) Like, yo, everybody fucking knows wrestling is fake, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm a fucking 30 fucking three-year-old man who knows wrestling is fucking fake as shit. insane. everything's a fucking work. But you know what? Fucking, uh, I grew up watching wrestling, so I'm a fucking fan of that shit still to this day. You feel me? And I don't want to talk about speculation, and I don't want to be over the top. You know what I mean? Like, annoying and shit. You feel me? Like... Let's treat this as what it is, and it's a fucking business. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a fucking business, bro. And yo, at the end of the day, like I'm not, I'm not in the wrestling industry, so I can only speculate. But from what I see, and I guess from what I read, you know, like, and and yo, the writing's on the wall, dude. Is if you're intuitive, if you're if if you're just like in tune, and you know the product, like you know where certain things are going. Because you now have picked up this like, like this like ninth sense, right? When you're watching wrestling, it's like, uh I know where this is leaning towards. Or, you know, and sometimes they do shake things up, and then sometimes they go the conventional route or whatever. But the WWE's product needs to get better. Like, yo, you got the talent, right? You 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 did do the call ups, right? I mean, but how are you going to feature them? And what happens to the Elias's? Now that Aleister Black is up, right? let's say what happens to let let's think of somebody else who who's like kind of there what happens to the samoa samoa Joes like when if they do this superstar when they do the superstar shake up internationally right after mania that's really gonna paint the picture where they're going I think
1: because now right? it would be more interesting that. You have now NXT UK and uh, from what the rumor is saying that they're going to be part also mm-hmm. of the Superstar Shakeup along with NXT and it's surprising that they're bringing up Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and their champions at NXT but I think what they're trying to do is not trying to jump the gun here, like I think they're trying to lead to an invasion angle with NXT Going against Raw or SmackDown, in my opinion, okay. I think that's, okay. yeah, that's the fair. way they're, that's fair. they're going They've to. They've done it before, which will be interesting. Will be good for a TV. Just got to be utilized and presented correctly.
0: Look, I'm hoping that this shakeup does shake things up, right? I'm hoping that this shakeup. Well, right, look, here's the thing too: Do they keep a blo- do they do a brand split, or do they finally, or do they join the rosters and make it a super roster? Right, I think the brand split works best because you can showcase different people in main events, different places. Then you can have the conjoined pay-per-views. Whoever deserves a match deserves mm-hmm. a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I even completely forgot about NXT UK to be honest. Sorry, whoops. But there is that's what I'm here for. But there are yeah, thank you. There are good things going on down there. I watched um, a couple of shows to be honest. With you. you know. Ronda Rousey might be gone. Maybe she goes to AEW. But maybe she does take a year or a couple years off to have a family. Maybe she does that. You know, there's so much uncertainty right now to WWE. And also, look, by bringing up NXT, guys, you also allow for other people who just got into NXT who are being showcased at NXT house shows but not on TV yet to get their shine. And You also always want to build future talent because, you know, That's your bread and butter? That is your bread and butter because, again, if there's a place like AEW, then people want to go to the other competition where they could be more money, where they can be showcased or whatever, right? So, I think it's an interesting time. I think it's a very interesting time in wrestling right now. And I think that the WWE is always going to be either number one or number two. But, The biggest shame is, if the, not the biggest (laughs) shamus, but the biggest shame is going to be if they lose their top talent to somebody else. Because they were too foolish to cohesively write a show where you can showcase, you got three hours, dude, you can afford to just have different people showcased, you know. You can have a tag team division. You should focus on tag team too, man. There's so much talent there that maybe sometimes you do need to conjoin people to showcase them. You have single talent. Like, make the U.S. title important. Make the Intercontinental title important. Don't put the heavyweight title on a Brock Lesnar if he's not going to be there to defend it on every pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Even if you have the heavyweight title from SmackDown, like, you know, people want to see this other title be defended. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar go, but to be honest, I'm over
1: Brock Lesnar. It's not a, it's, it wouldn't be a total waste. Not a total loss. If he wants to go to AEW, negotiate with him, go to AEW. Or UFC. Or UFC, whatever. But I don't, I don't know. W, I think they are trying to do something different now. I don't know if you noticed the past couple of... I don't know if you've seen Raw, Lady, or SmackDown. I've seen bits and pieces, but... In my opinion, the the women's division is getting more exposure. And well, they're the getting women, hotter. The women's figuratively
0: and title curated.
1: picture and on Raw is getting, I think, more exposure than the actual Universal well, and the WWE. The man and Charlotte Flair because I mean, they revolutionized the game. I think these past two weeks on Raw, they closed out the show. Yeah, that and might you're, be that. You're might, making this that might be your main event, Armenia. I hope exactly. You're making this like your top top priority going into Mania and like you said this might be the main event at Wrestlemania which I, I wouldn't mind seeing and I'll, I'll, I'll fucking enjoy it to be honest with you it'll be something fucking different I mean look we're, we could
0: potentially be part of history by being at the first women's main event whether it's three way whether it's one on one we could potentially be part of history and I hope they do close the show. Right? Cause I have a they going to close the show. Now, the only thing is I hope that because these shows are so long that the wind isn't knocked out of us. Because we've been to SummerSlam and that is a hella long show in the summer. Mm-hmm. And by the time like 11 o'clock comes, I'm like, are we going home yet? <laughs> because I know Monday and Tuesday we might want to go back. Yeah. Right? We were probably there Saturday for NXT. Well, no, NXT is Friday. And it is a tiring
1: show. You know,
0: to, to be there... Look, to 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 be a real fan...
1: Because rumor is that WrestleMania is going to be like five hours. I mean, come on. WrestleMania... Well, including the pre-show. WrestleMania is always
0: like five or six hours. I mean, let's just put it like that. They try to compete with, like, Wrestle Kingdom.
1: There's That's a long show. Um... But if they have matches that are worth watching, you wouldn't even feel the five hours. It's true.
0: I mean, you know, look, I don't know what they're doing, man. What was going on with Elias and Jeff Jarrett? What is that? I mean, Jeff Jarrett now in a backstage role, right?
1: But it's that's wild. a good way to bring back Elias to a heel.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so, true. Maybe that was a good transition. Maybe that's what they're doing. You know, Kurt Angle, does he have a match or two left? I hope he's at WrestleMania. I just don't want to see a Wrestlemania. Like, WWE, don't give us another fucking Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm not interested. Give me money in the bank. You know, give me something meaningful. Raw. You need a ladder match for the IC belt. Yeah, just something. Something. Give us something, you know. Um, where you showcase your best talent. And when I leave this Wrestlemania, I want to leave knowing, like, damn, that Monday when we're at Raw... Memorable shit's going to happen.
1: So, question. So, you're talking about the W state of mind right now. Are they in danger? Or they'll be alright? Especially now with AEW coming along. What will be, like, the outcome?
0: This is the first time that I really don't know. To be honest. Because AEW isn't oversaturated with older talent. They are trying to get the youngest talent. But, you know, WWE talent is going to definitely be appealing to them. Because, look, at the end of the day, maybe they're not saying they want to be competition. Maybe they're saying they want to be something different. But at the end of the day, look, you're never trying to be number two at something. You're always trying to be number one, right? So AEW could be the wake-up call that WWE needed. Right, and I think that's what it is because with all these rumored releases, with all the talent that they have, the contracts are coming up. Like, look, also WB is smart because of NXT. They've been trying to groom talent, you know, showcase talent, right? Instead of throwing
1: them right in their main roster. Yeah, you
0: know, so. As I had mentioned in our previous podcast, the WWE was smart by signing all the big indie names and all the big guys that they could have signed. Your Ricochets, your Adam Coles, uh, your Red Dragons, um, your your War Machines, uh, your Ricochets, right? Your Matt Riddles, EC3s. They did a smart thing there by locking these people up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Now it's up to them. Now maybe if the old talent wants to leave, maybe this is kind of like, maybe this is your Hulk Hogan and your Macho Man and your Lex Luger's and your Rick, F- you know your, your your not your Rick Flairs but I should say your uh, Rick Rudes, your uh, Bret Hart's, your British Bulldogs, your Jim the Anvil Maybe this is a good way for them to purge themselves from older talent, right? Because like we did mention, for like Roman Reigns, for example, this has almost been like a decade-long experiment. Almost, right? Not exactly, but almost. And maybe this is their way to showcase a new talent. Maybe that's why the WWE at the end of the day does work. Because they're not signing back the old talent. And now they're like, you know what? We're done with The Undertaker. You know what? Let's find the next Undertaker. Right? Let's showcase him. Let's make this thing because this back. is what we do best, you know. And maybe that's their formula. Maybe that's why WWE's always where they are in the industry because somehow they know the key to success. But also, they tease us with failure. But also, this could be the first time that they fail. This could be. Right, because if there's a stale product, there, it's like, mm,
1: you know, maybe they're like, yeah, that that's actually better over there. Because to be honest with you, I'm I'm always been a WWE guy. Me too. I'm always and AEW has been very intriguing, catching my interest. And then the fact that they sold out the MGM Gramps in Las Vegas, like that's that's the mecca of boxing. They never did that. They never took the their shows to so like MGM Grand
0: no but they did do it at Vegas across the street at the back wherever yeah, the, yeah I understand it
1: but but T-Mobile but yeah. you you know what I'm saying MGM Grand is MGM Grand Like, well yeah it's for Tyson, boxing yeah of course there's there's Hoya, history you know our uh, what's the name of, Jolla, Jolla, all all The yeah, all the big boxing names Pacquiao for Pacquiao double, for AEW 009 to sell out in like what an hour I think yeah, less than an hour a lot less than an hour, a lot less. It's just intriguing to me personally. It's intriguing, like, yo, like they fucking gonna take over Las Vegas, like, we do New York, and like they're gonna do New York. But and- here's the other thing, and not to interrupt you, but let me let me
0: let me hit you with this what happens once AEW invades Madison Square Garden? Because the garden is now not just home to WWE, it's open house right now, now it's an open house, but again. To the WWE's credit, Madison Square Garden maybe did price themselves out, but they're like, hey, it costs a lot more to throw a show here. I get it. I fucking hate New York for that reason. But, I'm sure the Mas- I'm sure Madison Square Garden needs to find a way to recoup yeah, all uh, of their blame, uh, money for the renovations. Mike Carmelo? Um, Carmelo, too. Yeah. But yeah, man, look, it's going to be an interesting time in wrestling. It's going to be an interesting time in WWE. And I hope with McMahon, with the McMahons and Hunter and everyone saying, "Now this is the people's time," and what you want is what we're going to give you. I hope that's true, but let's. I hope they shape up. They showcase what they need to showcase, and I'm honestly I'm way more intrigued with the WWE product than I am AEW, although AEW is going to be great. I never rule out the fact that if that company fails, that the young bucks. Kenny Omega, Cody, Hangman Page won't somehow end up in the WWE at some point. Because remember, they're business and money is always a way to ruin a friendship. Right? Mm. Um, you, know, you got a you guy like Marty Scrawl, whose contract's coming up. But I almost very legitimately doubt he's going to even go to WWE. Probably go straight to AEW. Let's just call it that. right? And we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Does WWE just purge their talent? Because they're, they're like, you know what? They want to go. Let them go. And now we'll just bring up our other roster or our people on our roster. We're going to showcase them. You know? So my piece is here at the end that the WWE is struggle busting right now. But I hope that they, like, steer the ship. Because if you are bringing back, uh, like, a Bruce Pritchard, maybe that's the beginning of going in the right direction. If you sign a guy like um, Abyss, Davari, Sanjay Dutt, if you have Shane Helms and you do have Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, you have the Road Dog, you have all these like. Experience? Experience, but former wrestling talents around the back. Maybe They've this is going to shape.
1: Everywhere, pretty much. Yeah, and
0: maybe this is going to shape. Maybe this is the shape we need. You know, Maybe this is going to shape it up and we're going to get the product that we need and we deserve. It's
1: WWE fans. It's diehards, because that's what we are. Yeah, WWE, in the end of the day, is going to prosper. They're going to go through their faults, but they will prosper. Like They're going to see their mistakes, and then once AEW gets up, you know, starting up, like, shit, they, yeah, we got to definitely change this shit up.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think those are my final thoughts. Do, do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say, comment on anything? or Well,
1: going back to the releases, like, well, rumor releases, like, people that made one out, I don't blame them for wanting out. At the same time, that has to happen for WWE to prosper, because then WWE will realize that okay, we're losing a Dolph Ziggler, we're losing a Zack Ryder. At first, it may not seem like nothing, but then in the end, like shit, like we lost a commodity here.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, and you know, and they're gonna
1: learn from that mistake.
0: I think you're right. I think you know if you lose a guy like. Let's say, for example, if you were to lose those guys you mentioned, if you lose if you lose the Finn Balors, the AJs, if you lose the Luke Gallows, the Andersons, the Usos, you know the New Day, even the New Day, right? Um, if you start losing these guys, yeah, I think that's a that's a huge blow to them. But you know the WWE does have the talent, the Aleister Blacks, the Ricochets. You know, <clears throat> I can't even see Bobby Roode leaving because they're not really doing much with him. You know, if you lose some, some of these guys that can turn the tide, but you're right. I mean, look, WWE does have; they do have those in the reserves to come up, potentially with the right direction. You know, the the, the ship is steered, but it'll be an interesting time. Um, you know, but like that, the, that that's all I got to say. Um, and oh, I think same here. I agree. I think uh, the next podcast, you know, will follow up, you know, we'll hit you up with some different stuff. But um, as of now, that's it. Right now, I mean, look, in the industry right now, the big thing is WWE, AEW, you know, no one even fucking cares about ROH right now or Impact Wrestling. All the great stuff is happening over there. New Japan Pro Wrestling, too. They've, they've totally restarted their whole thing now, too, because, you know, the Bucks, Omega are gone. So now you got the Jay Whites, you know um you know winning the championship belt over there the heavyweight championship belt so you're featuring different people there too now you know so we see it's a good time to be a wrestling fan and um you know everyone better st- every- everyone's got to be hungry in order to stay alive right so you That's gotta eat we- gotta eat so we'll see where it goes but uh, anyway so this is uh your host uh Ravishing Rick, and then our other host, the cerebral analyst, the Ness. Signing, signing off. Oh, jinx! Um. So yeah, we are gonna go eat some pizza now because we're probably a little shit faced from all the vodka we've had. And hopefully, we'll come back with pre wrestlemania stuff. And hopefully, something before that. We'll, we'll see how the uh, you know working man schedules are. But everyone, you know, stay alive, stay hungry, listen to us, and believe me, we're not gonna hit you with some bullshit. We're just. We're not going to make up rumors. We don't even want to fucking follow rumors. So just, you know, stay tuned and just like, you know, stay with us for this trip and this journey as we get better and better and better. And uh, we'll try to entertain as much as we can. All right. So peace out. Peace out.